welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. This is Marshall, Total Auto Solutions. Hey, big shout out to DJ. DJ and I were bouncing some ideas back and forth. I call it ping pong, and um, it's just something we like to do. Kind of, we throw different ideas back and forth to each other. You know, hey, what do you think about this? Or, you know, for hey, for his business, hey, da 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 da. That's kind of the way we do things. Uh, highly recommend that you find some people to do that with. It's been really great for us. Anyway, one of the ideas that DJ had was, hey, man, uh, you like to eat barbecue, you like to drink beer, you like to talk to detailers. Why not do a little road show every once in a while and go visit some detailers, eat some barbecue, and uh, make some episodes out of it? So that is what I did. I spent the weekend uh, at Grand Lake with a buddy. Um, his parents have a lake house, invited me up for the weekend, super fun, did some cooking, did some drinking, just some guys hanging out. It was a good time. And then a customer of mine is about an hour away, up in Joplin, Missouri, Amanda with Midnight Detailing. So hopped in the Jeep, drove on up there. She picked a place to grab some barbecue. And I got to say, it was pretty good. Definitely about uh, about just above that Kansas City barbecue. <laughs> Shout out to Jake. Uh, so Jake at Warrensburg had had us come through and um, picked a place to eat barbecue and uh, was not the best. <laughs> so we always got to give him a hard time. Anyway, um, so that's what this episode is, just uh, eating some lunch at uh, Woody's Barbecue and talking about uh, how she got into the business, what she's been doing, and then uh, we go and take a trip over to see her new shop. That's not recorded on here, but we had it on Instagram. Anyway, I hope you guys are all having a great weekend, and don't forget to please leave us a review and um, then share. Let some other detailers know about the content that you're getting from Pints and Polishing Podcast, and hopefully soon we can have a beer together. Yeah. Alright, so Amanda with Midnight Detailing uh, here in Joplin. How long have you been in business? Uh, going on 11 years this year. Awesome. So, what made you get into it? Well, I wanted to be a mechanic when I was growing up. Oh, really? But my dad told me that turning wrenches was way too hard on your body, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I want to do something with cars. Is that so, what he was? Mm-hmm. He was a mechanic for 25 years, and I wanted to... Uh, pursue my passion for cars because I just have an overwhelming passion for them and this is what is it about like what do you love about cars all of it just always have always have I think it's just because I grew up around it my dad raced he was a mechanic so oh he raced too yes so drag did you, racing did you have the need for speed of course the whole family does my brother drag races now so, oh really yes and I sponsor his car mm. so yeah it's it, the need for speed is still there. Mm-hmm. Me not behind the wheel, just making sure his car looks good yeah. at all times. Huh. So why uh, why detail? 
Well, that was something that my ex-husband started, and we were to a point we needed help, but I didn't want to hire anybody, so I quit my job and got into it, and I've really learned a lot of the tricks and the reasons why certain things work, certain things don't. Uh, mine is more education-based. I educate my customers instead of just saying, you need this done, or... You know, pay me this and I'll, I'll do this for you, and not explaining the pros and cons of. Yeah, so tell me about, I mean, what education do you give out? If they ask certain things, like between the difference between wax, a sealant, ceramic coating, I go through each of them and tell them the pros and cons of each, you yeah. know, the longevity versus protection. That's good. And, you know, how it also will help make you feel better if your vehicle is clean it's important right as yeah, well as the mechanical mm -hmm. maintenance also because it keeps the rust down and you know just i've always had this value. theory purely in my mind but i've always had this theory that a clean car just works better i don't know why i know it's not true but <laughs> no but i mean it does maybe help. it just makes you feel that way especially i do have a lot of customers that do come in um for engine cleanings because they've gone mm -hmm. to the mechanic and they've got such severe oil leaks mm -hmm. nobody will touch it until the engine is degreased and clean so they can see where the leaks are coming from so I do get a lot of that uh, so that helps people do understand you know keep it clean be able to figure out what's wrong with it so so 11 11 years do you remember back opening day one I remember the very first car I ever did yeah back in 08 it was a 2008 Suburban and you would think a brand new vehicle, mm -hmm. it would not be destroyed. Mm. No, it took me three days to clean it. It mm. had food mashed in the second and third rows, in the Ouch. carpets, in every crevice. It had dirty diapers, and not just wet, dirty <laughs> diapers, but I'm talking nasty ones. And that was a fun That was the first one ever. Yes, and it, it sticks in my mind, yes, so much. Um, I will never forget it. That's funny. That's the worst. Having one like that. Well, I don't know if that was the worst or the Jeep. Oh, that's that not took the worst? Me. No, I had a Jeep that took me 32 hours to wash because they actually sunk it in mud. There was about eight inches of mud in the interior floorboard of Whoa. this Jeep. Yeah. That one was wild. Just 32 hours just to wash it. Mm. All right, so we're eating here at Woody's Barbecue in Joplin. You said you've never been here. Correct. Your husband recommended it. You got the baked potato, you got some sausage. I went with the fat guy meal. I've got a half rack of ribs, sliced barbecue, and some beans. <laughs> how's your, how's your it's potato? Good. It's good. Yeah, the, uh, the chopped brisket, it's good. It's got, I don't know, it's got kind of sloppy, like, like sloppy Joe style. I guess that works. Mm -hmm. Ribs, though, cooked really well. They're not doused with a bunch of sauce, which is what I like. So I asked you a second ago, but we, we hadn't started, uh, we didn't press play yet. Tell us about Joplin, like the area, how, when did the tornado come through? The tornado came through in May of 2011. Um, it's slowly rebuilding. It's been a work in progress. A lot of the commercial properties are still being rebuilt um, or have relocated and rebuilt and are back in business. We've lost a lot of 
apartment houses, but that's changed due to the fact that uh, they've changed a lot of the zoning. And so we've has gone from residential to commercial but it's growing it's growing in I think better ways uh, city's actually trying to clean up and make everything right and just taking care a of a chance it. to redo but yeah just yeah. taking care of the citizens of the town so nice and what's what's the detailing landscape here what uh, you got a lot of a lot of other detailers are you the, the lone wolf how's that going i couldn't actually tell you about my composition because i don't pay attention to them i know of two detailers in town not new car stores but other than that i couldn't i couldn't tell you what they're worth like what their prices are like yeah i i don't pay attention to my competition i focus on my business and my customers and making sure that they are taken care of 100 percent well kudos to you i find it amazing how many guys are so into well my these guys da, 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 these guys that these guys that and like just do your own stand your own name. Yeah. The, the especially forums. social media. Yes. Especially in forums, yeah. Mm-hmm. Always complaining about somebody else. It's like, yeah, hey, I have, just I do have you. people that when they find out that I'm booked up a month out, well who could you refer me to? I can't. Yeah. I mean I couldn't tell you anything about anybody. I mean, it's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. I don't pay attention to them. And I don't bother them. They don't bother me. There's enough work in this area for all of us. That's what a lot of people don't understand. It really, really doesn't matter. Even Darren, who's down in uh, Chandler, you know, in a town of 1,600 people, he's got four other detailers in the same town. He's got more work than he can handle, and that's what he tells them. He's like, guys, we'll never be able to do all this work. But there's so many detailers that have that defensive mindset of. Oh, uh, you know, I gotta, you know, trash them or tear them down the competition because I gotta get everything I can. There's so much more work than for anybody yeah. to handle. And if you're good at what you do, your customers will come back. They'll talk. Mm-hmm. You'll continue to grow. I yeah. mean, I have people coming from over an hour away just to get their car detailed. I mean, they're talk- I'm talking Columbus, Kansas. We've got people coming from. So. And you, you said you had just uh, uh, some pretty cool cars. I did a 74 Corvette and a 95 Camaro. The 95 Camaro had 9,000 original miles on it. Mm. So this car was taken care of, and they both went to the Mecham auction in Kansas City. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. So when you say you're booked out for a month, I mean, I know talking to you sometimes there's been hard time as 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 a head owner, as the DJ, like then getting people to come in and assist. Um, is that still an ongoing problem? Oh yeah, it's, it's hard trying to find good help. Mm-hmm. It really is. Um, number one, a lot. I find a lot of people just want to make the money. They don't actually want to put the work behind it, or you know, the effort. Um, I've got. I've gone through so many people just trying to figure out personalities that work well with me. Uh, I am pretty. OCD on certain things, and, right? You know. I figure most of us are. Yeah. You have oh. your way of doing it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I I have a certain method and routine that I like, and I like it done that way. Mm-hmm. And some people do it completely different than I do, which is fine. That works for them. What but, routine would you say is probably different than than other people? Um, just my whole approach to a vehicle. I always start with prep work, making sure to get 
I don't do waterless washes. Um, I'm still using water in the two bucket method, but you know, start with the engine compartment. Two bucket. <coughs> wow, excuse me. Two bucket is in a wash and a wheel bucket, or two bucket as a wash and a rinse bucket. A wash and a rinse for the mitt. So that way my mitts stay yep. clean. Yeah. Yeah. So then another bucket for wheels or how do you do wheels? I do wheels. I actually have chemicals that I don't really have to scrub on wheels. You um, just spray and rinse. Spray. Acid. I, I have acid or I have a non-acid wheel cleaner um, that works amazing on built-up brake dust. Oh. I've never That's awesome. seen Who's it before. It? It's... Uh, I get it from PCS. They have so it's a ECP. Break R. Yeah. So I think they just read it for ECP. No, this one would be um, the Technician's Choice brand. ECP. Okay. Yeah. I don't... That's the mother company. Okay. And the, the line. But the line is. Uh, those those Choice. two um, are my two favorite chemicals on wheels because I can just get the perfect results with very minimal effort on my part of actually. Rubbing. Yeah. That's what the chemicals are for. You're supposed to let the chemicals do the majority awesome. of the work. So. That's cool. Yeah. Big company. Very big. Um, and I know PCS just here in Oklahoma has done a good job at distributing for them. I, I, have, I have a couple of distributors. You know, they don't all come to town, so I kind of have to search them out yeah. sometimes to get what I need or have stuff shipped. Um, but I, I pick with, I stick with the products that I know, mm -hmm. and I know work, and that's just because if it's not broke, don't fix it, don't, right. don't change it, yeah. you know? Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing, and I, I like the results I get, so. so. So then the process that's a little different, we were talking about that. Uh -huh. I chased a rabbit on the wheel. No, corner. that's okay. Um, I always start with the engine compartment, and a lot of people do engine compartments when the vehicle is off, I have learned or managed to do it. You do it while it's on. While it's on, yes. I've never had an issue. Um, no issues with, because right, a lot of people say don't do that because you crack the engine block. I've never had an issue. I've never ruined any, um, any electrical components. Never messed up anything as far as. Why did you choose to do it with it on? What scared you about it being off? Water sits when it's off, when it's on. The heat from the engine will actually help dissipate. dissipate the water. And having a mechanic that was working beside me for a long time, he's like, well, this is the way I would do it, so you don't ruin the coil packs or anything mm. like that. So an actual so, mechanic suggested it. Yep. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting because, I mean, yeah, the theory that most people have is engine off. Yes. Mm. But that's where you get your water seepage. But, so, has, has was the engine running and then got to your store and is already hot? Was the engine cold, you just turned it on? Either way. You haven't had an issue either way? No. And I leave the vehicle running the entire time while doing the engine, the, yeah. the wash process. And I guess it ensures that you know that you clean the engine and nothing ever happened. Right. Whereas if you had it off and then you just cleaned it, you started you it, and it, gave it to the customer. Usually that when that happens, people when people do that. The check engine light will come on because there's moisture somewhere. Yeah. But I don't ever have that issue. Huh. Cool. 
So you wash the car, you guys polish everything, no, how do you all handle No, we don't polish everything. Are um, you mostly retail or dealership or what? Uh, probably right now 80-20, 80 retail, 20 dealership. Um, I'm working more towards the retail side. I don't want to get stuck being dependent on car lots. But they're steady work. Depends on the car lot. Well, right. <laughs> <laughs> I stay away from the new car stores. Um, Oh, like they, the big, the big the, name brand yeah, type? Yeah, they seek me out. Um, I've got one here in town that has sought me out, and we're working some kinks out to figure some stuff out to because they don't have a detail department at all. Mm -hmm. um, but all the other ones would just use me for overflow, and they didn't like the fact that I wouldn't return a vehicle while it was still wet. And that's just because, you know, stains do resurface sometimes yeah. after you've shampooed and everything. So I want to ensure that it's flawless before I take it back. And if you take it back wet, there are times that they forget, turn it off, or don't leave it open, and then there's mold, and then oh. they they hit you with that. And I'm like, no, this is why I do it this way, yeah. and I'm not gonna change. Not gonna change. I'm not gonna change. Yes. Then you guys are just stuck with it. Right. And they don't like that, and so. So they quit using yeah. it, which I is fine. You know, I'm Definitely. not, yeah. not going to sit here and yeah. argue with them over yeah. work. It goes back to you're staying with your process, you're doing you, and. Uh, I like it. I like it. So how do you get the majority of your clientele? Well. I presume since you already said word of mouth is big. That word of mouth is big. Um, I do a little bit on Facebook. I haven't been as active on Facebook the last six months just due to the fact that it was just me working, doing all of it, running the business, doing all the work and everything. So, um... I, I've, I've backed away from my social media, and then I have done a couple commercials um, to hit a different demographic of client. Um, my target market is for those that are of the older ages, 60s and up. Mm -hmm. They tend to appreciate what I do more than the younger generations. Um, so I've done some commercials. I've done some print print advertising that didn't work out so well. No. But I've I've and backed it's so off. expensive too. Well, it depends. I mean, I've got I've got some print work out that was a hefty fee, but you've got to think about it. It's for the lifetime of that establishment. I've got an ad on some tabletops at a bar oh, in like town. A, yeah. So that that the bar has all sorts of ads on the tabletops. So I'm where they home. like uh, they're permanently. Oh, yeah, like there. they they put the ad on there, and it's almost like a clear or something. Like they put something over it so that mm -hmm. yeah, they're never going away. And do you pay monthly for that? No, nope, that was a one-time fee oh, for the lifetime time. of the, the business. No, that's not bad then. Yeah. No, but it was just a big chunk right up yeah. front. I mean, has anybody ever said they saw? Uh huh. That's cool. Yeah, actually. <laughs> I've gotten a lot of um, emergency vomit cleanups because of, you know, it's, it's a in bar. a bar, but I, don't, I, I get to pick and choose a little bit more on what I, on the emergencies that I pick up now just because I'm getting to that point with business that I don't have to just do everything when everybody calls. Yeah. I can either do it at my, my own time frame or just to find the job. So, so you mentioned that you know, you have a, more of a specific clientele that you would rather go after. Why? 
you just said, I think, because they appreciate They appreciate the effort that you put in, the time that you spend with them getting to explain your processes and why it's important to detail your vehicle. Not only just it makes you feel better, but it helps with resale value, you know, just the longevity of the vehicle itself. Um, they just, they understand more, and those are the ones that are willing to pay for your services because they understand if you want yeah, quality work, yeah. you're going to pay a quality price yeah. for it. So, and it's not that I'm overpriced. I'm, I couldn't say based on anybody else because I don't pay attention to my competitors, but I'm, I don't think I'm too outrageous on my prices. I mean, well, if you're still booked out, then I mean, they would tell you, you wouldn't have enough work. Oh, if I have people price shopping all the time mm-hmm. and they never come back, but you know, you're going to have that with everything. Mm-hmm. And some of it, I think, could be possible competitors calling to see where they need to be price-wise. Yeah. But, again, you can't compare those with what I do because mine's consistent quality. I put quality over quantity every day. So how many cars do you do a day? Right now, we're I pushing, guess it depends on. Uh, right know, now, we're yeah. pushing two to three. Um, all fulls, or is that you most mostly of the go time, after full details? Most of the time, it's all full details. Yes, minus the polishing because I don't polish. A lot of people don't want to pay the extra for the polishing because mm-hmm. they don't understand, and it's hard for me to get out and show them. Right now, with the extreme temperatures, nobody wants to stand outside for me to show them mm-hmm. exactly what what the benefits would be. So. That'll be when I Until move you to, get into the new shop. Yeah, where yeah. I have a lot more space to work with. Yeah. So. And, uh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. You're Don't fine. mean to not. You're fine. <laughs> Eating some good barbecue. Um, I I definitely had to grab a, a little Australia Jalisco we've had on the podcast before. Good little Mexican beer. Really easy to drink. Um my barbecue was great. I am not going to finish it. It's too much. Got a good little spice to it. Um, the beans were incredible. Um, had chunks of meat in the beans, which is what I like. I would still give this definitely over a Kansas City barbecue any day. <laughs> <laughs> I like the atmosphere, too. Uh, big American flag. I mean, this this has the look of like a, a good southern type midwestern good barbecue spot it's got that look of it the uh like old picnic table style uh uh, kind of like coverings yeah like you yeah it'd be like you're going to go have a picnic at the lake Mm -hmm. with somebody brought some barbecue like that's absolutely that's what this place has that feel of um so if if you know your your main clientele, um, why have you chosen to to stay off of social? You know, because on on certain social platforms, I mean, you can specifically target those exact people that you want. I haven't had the time, um, you know, doing the doing everything, running everything by myself, doing all the work by myself makes it hard to yeah. reach out on the social. what are your hours? I'm open Monday through Thursday, 8 to 5, and Fridays, 8 to 3. So. And then after 5, it's family time. Family time, yes. Yeah. Kids? Yeah. I forget. I have kids. Um, I have one still at home who's 15. But previous to the last four years, 
Um, I was actually working six days a week, 16 to 18 hour days, and I sacrificed a lot of family time with my kids, so yeah. that's that's just not happening anymore. My kids grew up too late too quick, and I need to actually spend time with them, so yeah. we have to I get draw that. that line. Definitely, yeah. And that's, that's the tough part, because you've done everything you can through the day for the business, and you gotta, you gotta spend some time unplugging. Exactly. Uh, hard for me to do that. I'm not, I'm not good at that. It, it overwhelms me if I spend too much time at work, focused on work. I get, I just get overwhelmed uh, because of goals that I have set my, myself. Um, like production work. goals? Is that what you mean? Not or? production goals. Um, gross sales. Um, being able to get back to where I have employees that I can trust with my business so I can get out and reach more people, mm-hmm. you know, sell, yeah, be able to do so more hard. networking with my fellow detailers in Oklahoma since I don't communicate with the ones that are here. Yeah. So, you know, I just, I miss being able to do that, but, you know, you got to find the right person to get in there that you can actually trust. It's that, tough. Yes, it is very hard. It is very, very hard. And what size population here in Joplin? Um, Residential-wise or the commuters also? I mean, because I get a lot of... I don't know, whatever. (laughs) Well, residential is about 50,000, and then with the commuters um, coming in from other areas to work, because a lot of people do come in from other communities to work, probably about 75,000 during the week. Altogether, one twenty-five, or you're saying an additional twenty-five and just equals seventy-five. Just an additional 75. twenty-five so to make it seventy-five. Fifty to seventy-five thousand people. I would say it would be very tough to find somebody that's skilled as well as then trying to grow and, you them know, into. I don't even necessarily need them skilled. That's what a lot of people say. Yeah, don't. I, but they still need skills. You know what I mean? Like they still need. Not that they need to be able to come in and pick up a polisher and know how to buff. They just need some of the hands, hand-eye coordinate. They need some skills of wanting to work. Being able to listen and follow being directions. Able to follow directions, um, and and I, I think that's the big one, right? Listening yeah. and following directions because yes. because most detailers can then train somebody else as like an apprentice style, or you know, mm-hmm. take them hands-on, bring them under their wing, if that person's willing to learn. Right. But a lot of people just. They just want to make the money. They, they don't just want to make the work. And, and I get that, right? I mean, I had jobs where I just was there to, to make money. I didn't really care about what they were doing. I cared that I did a good job, right? Like, I cared that I was doing the best I could as an employee. But their overall, I mean, it was when I was a, uh, uh, I was a courier for a hospital. Um, it was fresh out of college. I had no clue what I wanted to do. I had a buddy that say, hey, I can get you a job in the hospital. I picked up urine for a living. Like, I went around and picked up urine or blood samples. Right. So I didn't really care about the doctor's, you know, analysis of urine and the passion. I wasn't passionate about this. I get that. Right? But I wanted to do a good job and be there to pick up the stuff and get it back, right? So it's, it'd be hard to find, I think sometimes it could be hard to find people that are as passionate about detailing as you are. It is, it is, and right now. If they can at least follow the A plus, or one plus one equals two. Yeah, I've got, I've got a new hire in. 
does not care anything about cars. So that's a little disturbing to me, but he's actually making the effort. He's trying, and he's showed great strides in the last two weeks in the training process. Uh, he took it upon himself. He's like, I want to try and do a car by myself. I'm like, okay, if you think you're ready. And he, uh, he did it. It was just an interior. It took him about six hours to do it. I checked it. He spent another two hours doing corrections. He's oh, I like, thought you were going to say he spent another two hours fixing what? <laughs> oh, he did. He did. He spent another two hours fixing the stuff he missed. And he's like, I'm not ready. You're right. Yeah. I need more. more so eight hours all together? Yeah. But. That happens. It was a pretty dirty car. Yeah. Oh, I'll give him that. But he took the initiative. So, I mean, something that's really hard to find in a lot of younger people. It really is. They just, they that would persevere work. for that eight hours to get it done. Yes. And I don't pay hourly. I pay piece rate. So yeah. for him to keep pushing on that one car. It was good. A, yes. Yeah. It so, showed something. So how do you do your training? What do you do? It's a side-by-side -side training. We basically split the vehicle up in half. I work on one side, making sure that I'm getting all my stuff, watching what he's doing, watching techniques, you know, we always start back to front, top to bottom, We're just making sure every surface is... Yeah. Do you have, like, manuals that they go over? Have you gotten into that, or is it literally just... I've started, just... Um, but it, that de it depends on the person. Some people are able to Oh, yeah, learn. I would know, never read a manual, but I, I just know some I, people... <laughs> I couldn't read a manual to detail by any means. Um, mine was all hands-on and self-taught, yeah. you know, um, I don't think a lot of people could actually read a man manual to detail. It's, it's but they're there. And there's there. some programs that, you know, teach, you know, here's a manual and follow this process. We have it for dealerships, right. you know. So I get it. I just I just didn't know it was I you. just, I, my manuals mainly consist of um, how to mix the chemicals properly to get the best results because there are some things that we, we cut with certain things and just to get get the product to last further and not do damage to the vehicle. So. That's a key. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Clean it and don't damage it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I would imagine uh, you get a lot of dirty cars. Um, it's actually the real dirty ones have kind of slacked off a little bit. Oh, that's it's nice. people that, oh, my car is trashed and basically it just needs a really good wipe down, really good vacuum, um, condition the leather. I mean, just just basic stuff. But this community of Joplin, what's mostly, what mostly are they? Families, families. So main source of income here is what? Uh, it's hard to say. There's so many things. There's so many. So there's not like a one plant that you know the majority no, of the town works at. No, we've got dog or, food plants. We've got turkey farms around here. Chicken farms. Chicken so farms. Yeah. We've we've, we've got so a lot. A lot here. of farmers. No. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get a lot of farmers for customers, though. Mine are ma mostly Those are city know, folk. City folk, yes. <laughs> yes. Which is okay, because I don't, I don't necessarily uh, care to clean the mud all the time. Yeah. You know, having to crawl under a vehicle on a creeper and spray the mud off and then get covered in it yourself. That's yeah, not my idea. It's a great idea, yeah. but it works and it has to be done. Yeah. 
So how long were you in the other location, and then we're about to go tour your new location? I have been in my current location uh, before years in April. Hopefully, oh, so that's the one I'd, I've come to before. Yes, yeah. and that hopefully I won't be in that one too much longer. I'm looking yeah, forward to March, I think? I hope March, <clears throat> yes. Um, <laughs> Maybe April. New <laughs> Maybe. construction is never on time. <laughs> no, and with the weather, you know, that, that did delay a lot of stuff, so... Hopefully we get we get in there soon. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully so. It'll be so much more beneficial, better. better How much bigger? Um, pretty much tr- doubling my workspace. I'm going oh, nice. A shop that's thirty by thirty-five with about ten foot of it wasted by office space. My new shop is going to be thirty by sixty, and it mm. is all workspace. Complete one hundred percent workspace inside. Um, and having an inside like wash a, bay. Is it like a? a, a warehouse type setting with a bunch of different warehouses around it or no it's actually in the middle of town right next to a smoke shop across from the neighborhood market so just a one freestanding building yes oh nice yeah i'll be i'll be sharing um wall space with a repair facility so the entire building itself is 120 by 60 but 30 by 60 of it is Repair meaning like a mechanic shop? Mechanic shop, oh, yes. that's a great, I have, yeah. I have a friend that we decided, because our businesses feed off each other so much. We might as well, yeah. Might as that's well awesome. just make it go. Mm-hmm. So we're just, we're going to continue to do that. Yeah, because you could cross referral all day long. Mm-hmm. And we do. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just a little bit harder because he's a, we're, our shops currently are a mile apart. So. And if you get that, uh, that check engine light. <laughs> Well, yeah, but I do have. Where's the wood? Knock on wood. <laughs> I, I have some mechanical background. Yeah, I do know how to fix a little bit of stuff if, oh. if that comes into play. So I've had that happen. Had a bad week last week, and I actually knocked a mirror off the vehicle. Oh, yes, no. I did it myself. First time in 11 years I've ever damaged a vehicle. Like, you must have hit it pretty hard. No, I didn't. It just caught. It was supposed. One of those breakaway mirrors supposed to break away when you hit something, and it didn't break away. It just broke. So I had to replace the mirror. Yeah. And take the door panel apart and replace the mirror. Well, whole shroud and everything. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, we had to learn how to do that at the car wash. Uh, Pontiac, I think it was. Those. Uh, was it or Grand Am? Right? Wasn't that what? It was? No, Pontiac? No, not yeah. a Grand Am. That's the wrong word. But they were the cars, and they had just the they they. The side mirrors would stick out, and a lot of plastic coming around over it. Um, man, I can't remember what model that was, but it was the same model. And we ended up having to just start, like, okay, sorry, if you have this type of vehicle, you can't come through. Right. Because we just we would break so many of them, and so I learned how to do that too. Pop off some of the stuff, oh, unscrew. To... It wasn't that hard. No, but on these, this was a 2013 Silverado, so the whole door panel had to come oh, yeah. off. But I, I had enough knowledge that. Um, there were some pieces that I couldn't figure out how to remove, so YouTube was a great thing and figured it out and got it replaced and didn't have to file an insurance claim or anything like that. Customer was still satisfied with the detail. Did no damage other than just breaking the mirror. So yeah, but that was like, oh my gosh, it, first yeah. time in 11 years I've actually broke something. <laughs> That's. That's not a bad record to have. <laughs> Eleven years and never breaking a thing. I've had employees break things that I've had to fix, but that was 
Yeah, but your own personal. Yeah, yeah my own personal boo boo. <laughs> uh, my first, my first boo boo was, and this is why I, th- I think it's funny. We can be very critical of other detailers and stuff. Of oh, don't do it this way, don't do that. Like, well, today there's so much more information that's out there and relevant. Right. Right. Like you had mentioned YouTube. Like you could hop on YouTube and ask any question about detailing and find anything. Well. Oh, this would have been 2003. I mean, internet was there, but I mean, I don't. Did you spend much time on the internet in 2003? No, no, like not we at just all. we didn't do it. Uh, I had a website, but that was about it. And um, we had no social media. There was no way of really researching a lot of stuff. And I think it was a sales guy or somebody that I was buying a couple of random products from recommended I get this buffer because I was, you know, I just started by hand waxing and got like one of those vibrator, you know, like right. mess around, just, you know, running around. Um, might have even been like a porter cable. I bet you that's what it was. And um, that helped. But then I wanted to get better. So I bought one of those rotary buffers, right? I had no idea what they were, just that it was a polisher. And, uh, you know, I started learning how to polish paint a little better. And there was one car that, uh, I think it was an Expedition that I, I mean, I remember it because I freaked out, but it had tar all down the side. Oh, wow. And very new, like I said, I mean, we're, we're at this point not even a year old, I don't know. You know, and I'm trying different, nobody's there to help. I'm trying to figure out how to get tar off. So, you know, I'd use some solvent, but, that, you know, when you get that and it's, it's just so heavy and you're taking forever, I was like, you know what, I wonder if I can just polish it off. And sure enough, it started. Um, I just grabbed my polisher and started polishing, and it came off. Cool. Wasn't paying attention, going up and down, happy as can be. I came across the driver door. It was at the uh, passenger door. I looked back, so happy and proud of myself. And there was burn marks <clears throat> all along the plastic mold. You know, like those, yeah, like what? The molding right across the. Yeah, that bottom plastic mold. And I was like, "What's that?" Like, <laughs> never had a clue what that was. <laughs> never knew that you could burn like. White? No. Uh, uh oh. Like. Oops. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, she was really nice. A regular customer, really nice. She got it fixed, and then I just traded her out more details to fix the problem. So I mean, she was incredibly nice. But you at 11 years was way better than my. I guarantee you, it was still first year. It was bad. I didn't actually start doing anything with buffers, probably. Well, it was after I took the uh, certification class over at Tulsa Tech. So I'd been in business for a while before mm-hmm. I even picked it up. But I I decided to do that just so I could expand on my business. Yeah. So. That makes sense. I mean, there's a lot more you can do on paint. Oh, yeah. Especially today. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I just had a guy come in. Oh, well, I'm going to have another, probably another brand new boat for you to uh, oh. uh, ceramic coat. <laughs> I'm like, thanks. Yeah. I, I stay away from Marine Craft. I really do. Yeah. But this guy. He's, I don't like him either. He's a regular customer. He never squabbles with me over price. He just says, do it and pays me. Yep. Those are the people you just say, yep. Yep. I'll do it. But <laughs> yep. he's the only one I'll do a boat for. The only one. Hmm. But normally it's just cars. You getting motorcycles? Nope. Strictly nope. just I cars. I don't have a motorcycle <clears throat> lift and I'm not confident in myself or anybody that uh, I could potentially hire not to dump one. So I would just rather not tackle that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't blame you. 
cars, trucks, and SUVs, and that's that's it. I would think here you got a lot of trucks. Um, nope. No, more minivans than anything. Oh really. no, because of the families. Yes, yes, mm. and the minivans are dreadful. Yeah, there's a bunch of families around here just leaving at the uh, yes at the restaurant. Minivans are dreadful. Yeah, there's never a clean minivan. No such thing as a clean minivan. Nope. Nope, not at all. Yeah, brutal. <laughs> Minivans suck. They do. I've but been so very practical. fortunate. I've been fortunate. I haven't had quite so many the last six months or so. It's been more of the uh, larger Suburbans, Tahoes, Expeditions. And that's you're, you're saying you're fortunate about having something that's bigger, but you know it's not as bad because minivans are just is, notorious. I don't know what yeah. it is about minivans, but they they just make me cringe every time I yeah. have somebody call about one. I get it. Uh, you said not active on Instagram at all? Um, but you don't know, you know what your handle is? have no idea. Yeah, no idea. Uh, your Facebook handle? Midnight Detailing. M-I-D-N-I-G-H-T. K-N-I-G-H-T. That's right. I, I, that's what I was thinking. There was something a little different. Yes. I couldn't remember. Yes. So midnight detailing, any underscores, anything, no. you don't know. Ooh, so if anybody's got any questions or wants to look up uh, what you do, that's the best place? Yes. Awesome. Well, I'm going to get a to-go box. These ribs, there's no way I'm going to finish them. The uh, the brisket was good, but I think I think I would have rather had just regular brisket. All the sauce is kind of different, but your baked potato, good? It was good. Sausage, Sausage looked was good. great. Could you taste the smoke in it? Yes. That's the best. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not slathered, slathered in sauce either, so. Yeah. That's the way I like it. <laughs> All right, let's go check out. Uh, let's go check out your new shop.